Well, here's another one, argument from adverse consequences. In other words, saying an opponent must be wrong because if he is right, then bad things would ensue. For instance, God must exist because a godless society would be lawless and dangerous. You know, that's one that they've accused us of using, but they kind of do the same thing. You know, well, if God yeah. does exist, then I can't do whatever I want. You can't, you can't do whatever you want. And for instance, well, if God exists, then you can't be, then you being gay means we're going to string you up and kill you. You know what I'm saying? So God can't really exist or Christ, Judeo-Christianity can't exist because of that. We see that a lot in the political. I'll probably use that one more in politics as a religion. But, you know, there's definitely different, you know, um, yeah. special pleading is one I've heard uh, um, uh, Bill Nye, the fake science guy, use, where he says, um, you know, please, please teach your kids about evolution because we need them in the future because, the you know, of global warming and because we're going to eventually need to leave Earth and we need them in the future. And if you don't teach them about evolution, then they, they're going to learn this false religion. And, and he pleads a special pleading with you. And that's actually a form of an argument to make it seem like, oh, well, you don't understand just how important it is for them to believe my way of thinking. Right. right. And Christians use that too sometimes. You know, I'm not saying religions don't. That's what I'm saying. These are kind of arguments that a lot of religions use. <laughs> yeah, it's Oh, here's another one. Excluding the middle, false dichotomy. Assuming there are only two alternatives, when in fact there are more. You know what I'm saying? Ass yeah, assuming yeah. that there's only their way or our way. And that there is no middle ground. That's saying that there is only evolution or Judeo the Judeo-Christian God that there is no middle ground. Well, creationists are not necessarily Christians. But they believe in a create a, something a, a, a being that created the universe, and so they are creationists. But they make it seem like there is only one way. There is only Christianity or science. Again, that makes it seem like a religion because that's very much what religions do. It is either my way or your way, and my way is right. And that's exactly what they're doing. So it falls under the category of a religion in their by the way they're acting. Yeah. Well, even uh, uh, Anthony Flew, the leading. Philosopher, atheist philosopher for for a long time, he became a Christian in 2004, and it shocked a lot of his atheistic colleagues. And he just basically said, "You have to follow the evidence where it goes." Yes. And so, it, all the evidence, the scientific evidence, the moral evidence, what makes sense logically as far as reason and and moral conclusions about man and dignity and purpose, and you know, an intelligent designer points it just makes sense with the origin of the cosmos the laws of physics the fine-tuning of the universe the complexity of life itself you know the cell the dna uh and failure of life to arise from non-life i mean that's it's ultimately it's embarrassing to um try and fill in the gaps with with well, you know, we'll figure out a natural yeah. explanation Again, for how all this happened. It's, it's not going to happen. It's not about proving whether they're right. It's about <laughs> just giving an alternative to, to religion. That's what right. it's become. It hasn't become about proving truths. It's become because of it, like we had said at the beginning, if it became about, again, about proving truths and you will take it, you will follow to where it takes you. But it's not about that. So it's become tainted. It's about proving that there is something other than religion. Well, when that you religion look at is wrong. Romans chapter 1, you really get behind what's behind this uh, evolution and science and, and anti-God movement uh, 
in, in any any aspect of life, not just science, but when you really look at it, it's their way of rebelling against God, the one that they know it's absolutely exists. absolutely what it is. It absolutely and and, and, and it, it gives this, we talked about this before, the 18, 19-year-old kid who goes to college and now he realizes, oh, everything I learned, they, those were just stories, but this is real scientific fact, and now I have nobody holding me back. I can do whatever I want morally, and I love this new religion. I love this science. I love how it gives me a way to just sort of uh, attack religious people and call them idiots. Well, it gives, them, it gives me the opportunity to say that I can do whatever I want. This is the, yeah. the idea comes right back to the original sin. It's about, it's about having control over your own life and your own destiny. That <coughs> Sorry. You're right? Yeah. It's about controlling one's own destiny, being like God. It was the same thing that caused the devil to fall. It's the same thing that caused man to fall. It yeah. was the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. In other words, he said you will be like... He didn't say that you can't have knowledge because that's what a lot of science would say. Well, uh, going back to the tree of the knowledge of good and evil is God refusing to allow us to have knowledge. That's not what it was about. It was about the knowledge of good and evil, what was right and wrong. Not the knowledge of how the universe worked. I guarantee you that if God would actually walk down and stand in front of you and you asked him questions about how gravity worked, he would answer that for you. But we don't want that, really. What we want is, 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 an, is an explanation or a justification for us to be, to have control of our own destiny. Invariably, well, you, when you ask somebody, why don't you believe in there's a God? Well, I'm not having anybody tell me how I can and cannot live. And what I right, can exactly. And that's it. Always comes back to this rebellious attitude. Even of, agnosticism. Yeah. Even agnosticism is is rebellious. I was talking to an agnostic who said, "You know, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in God because I don't think it's it's provable uh, that there can be a God." And I was right. kind of like, "Yeah, it's it, it's kind of like, man, if there was a God, it would be nice if he like came down uh, in the flesh, dwelt among us." You know, preached to us, taught us how to live, how to go to heaven, died right. for us, paid for our sins, and was resurrected. That would be great if he would just do something like that. Right. <laughs> you yeah. know, then I'd understand. Then that would explain everything. But, you know, one of the things, too, uh, John Lennox, I shared this with you. He gave a great illustration when talking about the limits of science and what, how we should view science. Right. He said, if, if Aunt Matilda bakes you a cake, nutritionists can tell you how many calories are in the cake. Right. The biochemist can tell us about the fats and the proteins. The yeah. chemist can tell us about the elements involved and their bonding and so on. Right. The experts can give us exhaustive details on how it was made and how it came together, but they can't use their scientific knowledge to explain why, how. Answers that structure the laws of nature, why, it answers that give us purpose and the rational intelligibility of the universe point us to the existence of a mind that was responsible for our minds and for the universe and we cannot look at science we can look at science to find answers uh that are most dear to us why are we here right what's the meaning of life just like aunt matilda we can't answer why she made her cake and just like like she was the cause so there is a desire outside she stands right. outside her cake, giving purpose and answer, and so God stands outside, just like you know, and Matilda. But He basically 
says there's there's clear design here, and if you want to know the deeper reason, the deeper reason for our God was love. That's Why right. did he create it all? Why are we here? What is the purpose? What is That's the right. meaning? Why do we desire justice? Why do we desire yep. to love and be loved and love truly and live truly? That's right. And nothing, science can't explain that and never will. No, and that's, you know, that's what, you know, the late Stephen Hawking's, Dr. Hawking's, his theory of everything was that science will eventually give you the theory of everything. In other words, the reason for even the reason. And that takes it into the realm of the religious because it can't do that. Because there is, according to the very scientific principles of humanism and naturalism, there is no reason. So, yeah. as a matter of fact, I've heard some scientists say that the reason is that we were created was because, and they even use that term, the reason, I think it was Neil deGrasse Tyson, actually, uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson that said this. Um, and I'm, I'm saying, I think, because I'm pretty sure I'd listened, he had said this in a TED Talk I'd heard, but I could be wrong. So, you know, could have been a different scientist in that TED Talk. But he had said that the reason why we exist is to try and understand the universe. But yeah. how can you be an accident and there be no reason for the universe and yet have a reason? There is no right. reason. So what you're saying is is that you get up in the morning and you find reason in existing in studying the universe. But there is no reason. That is just what you have chosen to do. There is no universal reason because I don't want – I might not – I do actually like science, but – a lot of people I know don't care about studying the universe. So them getting up, there is no reason for them to get up. So if you tell your kids this from an early age, that there is no reason to the universe, it is chaos, that the only order that is there is by accident, that they were evolved from monkeys, they were not designed with a purpose, and yet then tell them that they have a purpose, it's a circular argument. So and they will never find purpose in that, and so what you'll have is nihilism, which is what we see growing in our kids is this right. you see that in pop culture why is you know zombie apocalypse end of the world uh movies and books and television stories all of these young adult novels for the longest time were about the end of the world or about some post-apocalyptic nihilistic view of reality and you wonder why they kill themselves you wonder why they shoot themselves because they have no reason you've taught them that they don't really matter and then in the same breath you try to tell them that they matter and then you get appalled when they do things that you're like how do, how could you ever do that well if there is no god who gives us a sense of morality who gives us a sense of purpose and love what does it matter what i do that was the exactly. whole idea of the natural born killers that movie that I think it was based on true story, but I'm not 100 percent certain. Where they their philosophy was, if if there is no if there is no reason to the universe and there is no reason for man, then morality is just a human construct, and I don't have to abide by it if I don't want to. See yeah. what I'm saying? What's the point? Why should I abide? Why should I not rape and kill and murder and steal and cheat and do all of these things that will benefit me personally? You know what I'm saying? Right. I get fulfilled if. It may hurt someone else, but if it benefits me, what does it matter if my reason for existing is just me and the fulfillment of my natural lust and desires? For instance, if man is just an animal, then the fulfillment of my natural instincts should be the, my base reason for being, right? To eat, to sleep, to have sex, right. to rec you know, procreate, and to do whatever it is that I want to do. You know, So right. how can you look at someone and say, well, being a pedophilia is wrong if there is no... No, if there is no God that created morality. 
well, it's wrong because I say it's wrong. You know right. What, what they what they say is is reason is how we know our morality. And the thing is, with these reason can't establish values. It can. And the belief that 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 it can is an illusion. So they'll say this. They'll say moral values are relative to one's culture. That's so true. whatever tribe, nation, or social unit says is valuable, that's valuable. So that's what true. you're going to do is what if one tribe wants to go to war and spread their values on another tribe? Why ought they not do this? Is, is there any absolute standard to appeal to here? No. Um, not, not for the cultural relativists. There's no, no – they, they ought to say nothing is wrong. They ought to say nothing is wrong, but they will not say that. And so there can be no moral argument against racism. No. And what they've done is they've destroyed morality and meaning by rejecting a God whose character is revealed in his moral law, which had been, especially in America, had been uh, for over half of our existence, had, had even, even non-believers believed in. Even what we talk about our moral systems that we have today, even if you go back to the beginning, which you have the, with the, uh, I want to say the Amorites, but I'm probably wrong, but the, the, the you know... Um, the Sunna form and the first writings and uh, and and Judeo Christianity and go back to the basics of morality which came about into being at that time. You know, thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal. Uh, the Ten Commandments, which were also based on the other, there have been other texts around the same time that were written down that are very similar to the Ten Commandments, which is why some anthropologists say that the Jews stole that from other cultures. But the fact of the matter is that there was this base understanding throughout all cultures to some degree of a base moral understanding and that came from somewhere. It didn't just come from some uh, social construct because right. it is based, you find it across all societies in some way, shape or form or another. They may believe in killing, for instance, conquering you know, even the Jews did that to some degree. But there is a base understanding that there are certain things you just don't do from a morality standpoint. Where did well, that yeah, come I would from? Say, I would say the um, Jews, when they did it, they were bringing judgment on those people. So I'm, that's perfectly consistent with our beliefs as Christians because sin is bad. But anyway, but yeah, what you were saying, matter, matter. How did, how did consciousness arise from matter? How did morality arise from just matter? Matter is all that exists. The materialist cannot truly explain or give a, a valid explanation without transcendence. Right. And you know. now they are, again, because their theories don't work, they continue to change them. Oh, well, now it's aliens. You know, well, the theory of evolution doesn't really work, so now we were seeded by aliens. Okay? Well, if we were seeded by alien DNA, we cannot have evolved from monkeys unless monkeys were what was on Mars. You know what I'm saying? So, again, you are changing the theories to fit right. whatever it is you want to say or whatever new idea you come up with. Now it is multiple dimensions. We came from some other dimension. And the, all of the matter came from some other dimension into our dimension, and there are multiple dimensions and multiple universes. That's well, you know what theory. you said earlier about it's either faith, uh, creation, or evolution. Um, there's only two ways to look at it. Well, neo-Darwinism, um, there, there's another, there's a third option that is being worked on by a lot of the top scientists. Right. Well, what I was saying is together. the argument that they use. That's a, that's a fallacious right. argument. Right. They're, what they're working on, because DNA is so complex, because of the problems and the, and the absolute 
failure of of Darwinism that they won't admit is a failure. They're they're looking at a at a way in which uh, well the DNA has this trigger trigger this mechanism that triggers right due to environmental pressures that cause it to trigger. But what they're what the problem with that is is you still have the problem with the origin of this complex code, but you also have a problem with um, Right, because if it has the ability to do that, it was created to do that. It is not something that could happen. By right, right, but also our DNA does not give new information. What they're saying is it gives new new information so that an ape can turn into a man. No, that's not you true. Know. It's not possible. Yeah, yeah. And again, though, they won't. They will not let go of the theory of of evolution until they can find a theory that they can replace it with. Because again, it is not the search for truth. Because it can already be replaced with creationism, but they won't accept that. Not because there's no evidence for it, simply because they refuse to accept it. There's a difference. Because they are already tainted, you cannot accept what they come up with at face value. Because they are trying to find something else. They are not looking for a truth. They are just looking for something else that makes sense enough sense that they can say counteracts religion or counteracts creationism, which is what they associate with religion. That It's not about finding truth. Now, I'm not talking about all scientists here. Again, we, we yeah, talk yeah. About, we're not talking about all science or all scientists. We're talking yeah. strictly as it has become a religious system to many. Not because, not all scientists, like, like I don't, I mean, I do believe Neil deGrasse Tyson is a humanist, a naturalist, and he, and he, he is a, he does believe science as his religion, but he is not in an essence a bad person and everything, yeah, and everything that he does is not necessarily to further science as a religion, you know what I'm saying? But he is a physical, uh, a, what is it, uh, uh. Oh, what's the term? He's a physicist, but there's a term I'm looking for. That oh crap, it just went out of my head. Uh, what do you call the leader oh, of a biology gang? <laughs> what, what do you call that? The nucleus. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> that one was horrible. That that was, that was. There is no theory of evolution; just a list of animals Chuck Norris decided not to kill. <laughs> I still like that one. <laughs> that one is good. Anyone who fails to see the evolutionary link between man and ape has never used the restroom at Walmart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, what was the one you said about Tide Pods? Like, we thought that we would be (laughs) flying cars by now. But we have to tell them that. 1990, was it 1989? We thought we would, you know, we'll have flying cars in 20 years. And in 2019. We have to t- we have to remind people not to eat Tide Pods. <laughs> that's how much we've evolved in twenty years. <laughs> I would say that's a proof against. I would I would give up the theory. I I think you know, it's just it's so funny because again, I don't have a problem. I love science. Remember, I listen watch a lot of scientific documentaries. My problem is that I'm not if I'm not allowed to question theory because. This is what they've become to accept as a reality, even though they have no actual proof of it. I have a problem with that because it's no longer science. Right. You know, I, Let's I mean, say they've plated it to the to the level that they have, where they're making assertions that are absolute, and you you just can't do that. Well, that's you know? it, it falls in the category of truth, in which religion is a search for truth. 
uh, and um, science is not necessarily the search for truth. It's the search. It's the search for the explanation of how things work. It's the supposition of a system of ideas intended to explain something. It is not about the why of it or the truth of I'll it. I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't, um, and I don't like compromising with anybody, but I wouldn't mind teaching. Uh, they won't allow this, but in teaching intelligent design with evolution. It would put, because what else, you know, some Christians are like, no, we shouldn't even teach evolution. No, go ahead, teach it. But, but well, show it beside we should be given it's all like the saying we should never we should never talk about islam we don't want kids to think for themselves that would be not well good. and again that's where we have and all religions to some degree fall under that category of this is a truth and we don't want anything else coming in that could question that truth or shake that truth and particularly when you're young uh we want to believe and, and that's what they're doing when you through sci- when science becomes a religion or a philosophy, a scientific philosophy becomes a religious system, is you can only have that. You can't have creationism taught because if creationism is taught, it might counteract their version of the, of the truth. Well, how is that any different than any other religion? What, what, what they accuse us of doing. I don't have a problem with it. You want to tell kids about evolution? Like, I don't tell. I'll tell my kids I don't believe in it, but I don't care that they hear it in school. Well, as I have long a problem. There is. It's not taught as a truth and a fact. It is continued to be taught as a theory, and all of the all of the versions are taught together, not just one side of things, not just evolution, but all of them, creationism and evolution, because then they will make up their own minds in the truth that they are given. What? Because we both know that. You get saved when you're a kid, and there is a very real relationship you have with God. But as you get older, that relationship changes, and you have to reevaluate that and decide whether you believe things as an adult. It's just like when you get married and you have a relationship with your wife that you have that honeymoon phase, but you've got to find in that relationship that you love each other when it doesn't feel like it anymore. It grows and it evolves, and our relationship with God grows and evolves. So, you know, we, we can't live that for our kids. So they are going to come into contact with other views as they get older. You know what I'm right. saying? Right, and, and the thing is with um, – And they have yeah, to make I mean, up their mind. The thing is you have to be able to um, – you have to be able to say that your faith at some point – because anybody that goes to college, yeah, your faith is tested. Um, I do have a problem with how they – uh, teach evolution. I like I said, the the whole bait and switch. The e- evolution is not science at all. It should be taught as as science. It should not. It should be taught as a theory. They should change it to adaptation because evolution. What what they're trying to put in your head when they teach evolution is this is how we came to to be human. This is and their, it's just absolutely it's ridiculous their theology. But as far as faith, when you talk about, you're right. When when did I believe? Well, when I was young, and faith is. A response to evidence. That's what yes. we believe. And I like this, what C.S. Lewis said, because um, at the heart of all of science lies the conviction that the universe is orderly. C.S. Lewis said, man became scientific because they expected law and nature, and they expected law and nature because they believed in a lawgiver. I love that. And he just sums up sci- what every scientist has believed, and even evolutionists well, believe that. I believe. You look at, well, you look at, uh, for instance, a lot of the scientists that like um, Einstein, you know, Einstein has become a, a euphemism for somebody who's really intelligent. Oh, you're an Einstein. And yet Einstein believed. That's in why creationism. everybody calls me Einstein. Right. Yeah. That is why. That's everybody. interesting. <laughs> <laughs> but 
he was a creationist. He believed in intelligent design. He didn't believe in, in evolution necessarily. You know, so not that he, I'm not saying he didn't necessarily say maybe that was interesting, but he believed that somebody designed the universe because the yeah. evidence of it went to that. You cannot sign the problem with the chaos, something coming out of uh, something coming from nothing in order coming from chaos. It doesn't follow the scientific method. It doesn't make sense scientifically. So no real scientist can actually with a straight face say that they believe that. If they yes. do, it is stepping into the realm of this is what I believe by faith. So then it yes, becomes Sir, a religion. Sir Fred Hoyle uh, was an atheist, and he said nothing had shaken his atheism more than how interrelated fundamental constants of nature were. And so seeing how finely tuned the universe was, he said that it's just so perfect to sustain life, and there are many valves set just so to support life and to sustain it. And he commented... That it's as if a super intellect has monkeyed with physics as well as with chemistry and biology, and that there are no blind forces in nature worth talking about. But I love the fact that he used monkeyed with physics because it's almost like a stab, but he was an atheist who said that. Yeah, but you can be an atheist and not necessarily believe in evolution. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I have to. Atheism, have to I think atheism is just more the. Dis, I mean. I guess an agnostic is that there is an there is an intelligent being out there we can't know. An atheist is that there isn't one. But you can believe in some form of intelligent design without believing in a god. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, a lot of them do. Yeah. <laughs> and so I and I would even you know deist. There's been a lot of deists. Even I think yeah. after he flew, he didn't he didn't become a Christian. He actually became more of a deist. Um, but he did change from atheism. I think you know. I think a lot of athe- people who say they're atheists really are more like they're more more agnostic than atheistic. I mean, even you know, I know Benjamin Franklin, another great scientist from America that a lot of people tote and love. He was an agnostic, not an atheist, because yeah. he, he he believed in intelligent design. So, you know, there is too much evidence of there to be <coughs> an intelligent design. Anyway, yeah. Um, I think we've covered a lot here. I think this is a good... Yeah, there was one more thing that okay, I was going to tell you. Yeah, um, absolutely. So the, the sacred ground of Darwinism. Um, you know, Newton and Einstein are questioned. They're tested. Talking about how how it has become a religion, has become like sacred ground. So they're, um, a Chinese paleontologist came to America, and he revealed recent findings that contradicted evolution. Right. And he said it elicited such little response here in America that he commented, in China, we can criticize Darwin, but not the government. In the USA, you can criticize the government, but not Darwin. Oh, I love that, because that's so true. Because it's become the religion that they practice. You cannot question their religious... It's like I'd said before. Humanism is the base for science as a religion, and Darwinism is their doctrine. And that's that. That's exactly what it's become. It is their doctrine, and you cannot question their doctrine. It is their. It is the center of their world view, and you cannot question that worldview. You must agree with their worldview as well, or they will attack you. They will call you stupid. They will call you backwater. They will call you. You know, you believe in ancient it, philosophies. They and if you find yourself tempted to believe in evolution and Darwinism and to lose your faith, walk into a Walmart bathroom. <laughs> well, you know, 
I believe, you know, it's like, I love how they, oh, well, this, this, this creature was extinct. For instance, you know, the coelacanth. Well, this fish is extinct and these creatures evolved from this, this particular type of fish. And then they find that fish still exists. It's like, oopsie. It's like, (laughs) only some of them evolved and the rest of them, you know, it's this, that's where even Darwin said if, that he believed that if he, if he was true, that we would find hundreds of, uh, what is it, uh, linking species. Uh, transitional forms. That's what I meant. Transitional species or the links, the missing links. Yeah, he said yeah. thousands and thousands. Thousands and thousands of them and that he believed you would find them. But if that you didn't, then the hysteria isn't true. And we haven't found them. And, and right. when we do find them, it is the evidence has been twisted to say what the scientists wanted to say and then when it actually and it cannot hold up under scrutiny it only holds up if it's being scrutinized by people who want it to say that but when it's scrutinized by people who are just either not only people who don't want it to say that but people who are just trying to find the truth it doesn't stand up anymore that's why no missing link including lucy have ever been proven as an actual missing link because when they scrutinize it it doesn't hold up it only holds up for people who want it to be a missing link and there's right. What, what they do, they present them in these museums. They they like fill out the entire body of what it looked like, and they don't tell you that Lucy is really just the ape skull and a finger. Yeah, they, that they exactly. found six meters beside yeah. the, the the skull, and it's like. Well, so that's that's another thing. It's like it's 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 very movie magic, in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah. Well, flat earthers will tell you. Have you ever really seen pictures of the planets, for instance? No, you see renditions or recreations from NASA or from so – you don't have you ever really – I mean, I have. I mean, I don't believe in flat earthers. I mean, I've actually seen Hubble pictures from the Hubble Space – you know, the Hubble Space Telescope or picture. You can yeah. actually look at the pictures from uh, uh, the, uh, the Voyager probes and whatnot. But they are never as detailed as what you see on television. Those have been rendered and graded and, and elaborated on and dramatized to make them look the way they believe they would look. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's why I feel like, oh, you can't see the stars. On, you know, we didn't go to the moon because in all the pictures, you can't see the stars. Well, all of the pictures we have where we see all of these stars are rendered photos that are created to look like what they say it looks like. They are not the actual pictures. So when we see an actual picture, we say it doesn't look like what it's supposed to look like. Well, that's the problem. You do this with – you take it – it's like what we complain about Hollywood. Why, you know, you can watch uh, Braveheart and you can be like, that was great. But you realize from a historical standpoint, half of that didn't happen. And yeah. even if it was somewhat accurate, like Band of Brothers, still it's dramatized to make it seem more than it actually was at times or less than it was at times. Like the scene with the, uh, with the concentration camp, which is probably far worse than what they showed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, yeah, so there is a reality to that and we've become this culture like if you would imagine somebody would come and look at our pictures and like you know we've had movies that made fun of that where they see a television and they freak out you know what i'm saying it's like oh my god we're yeah. being attacked or whatever and they're aliens or whatever and they're like no that's no, a movie and trying to explain to them that that's not real that you know what i'm saying and that's what we our view of history has become a hollywood view of history What's well, the same with science? It becomes it becomes a Hollywoodized version of science. It becomes whatever they want to tell their perspective on whatever they want, and it, it just can't be that way. It's it's again you if you as a Christian approach 
science from a standpoint of trying to prove Christianity, I think you're approaching science wrong. And if you and if you approach science from the standpoint of trying to disprove Christianity, I think you're you're you're, you're looking at science wrong. That's not what science is. Science, in its essence, is just the study of how the natural universe works. That's all it is. Right. And you're well, observing it and trying to figure out how it works. You know what I'm saying? But you can't, if you're approaching it I, from a standpoint that is skewed already, then your all of your findings will be skewed by that perspective. Yeah, I think there's a, it, 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 it's hard. It's hard because the ultimate motivation behind these scientists are either they're atheists and they want to prove this, um, you know, or they're Christians and they, they, to the glory of God, they do science. Right. Um, but the thing is, a, a real scientists and scientists of the past never, or not that they never, I mean, even Einstein fudged his, his, his uh, E equals MC squared because he didn't like where it led. Right, absolutely. He said it smacks of divine, that the universe had a beginning smacks of divine uh um, something divine, he said something like that. Right, but but, but it's hard. It, the thing is, though, that's their ultimate motivation in life. It comes from your worldview, and so what they're trying to do is indoctrinate everybody into their worldview, so they accept their yeah. interpretations of science. Right. You know. Well, again, if science is just a study of something, then that's fine. I have no problem with that. I, I find that fascinating. But when it becomes you trying to to create a worldview that I then have to adhere to, that then it becomes a religion. And, yeah. And it's like we're about to hear here. That sound was me dropping something, so I believe in gravity. So I now believe in gravity because I believe in gravity fell. So don't you know? Don't leave comments in our video that we don't believe in gravity. But there, I believe in gravity, but I don't necessarily. And. Are you there? I pulled my headset up. I don't necessarily oh. believe in your theories of why, how gravity works. I believe in gravity, but unless you can tell me without well, a shadow of a doubt that gravity works because of a bending of space-time, I'm not necessarily going to take that as truth. I find it fascinating, but I'm not going to take that as truth just because you say it is. I believe gravity is a law because it, it works. Just like I believe the laws of inertia and the laws of aerodynamics, but just because you say gravity works because of uh, bending in space-time doesn't necessarily mean I have to agree with you on that. And it's one thing too. One of the other false narratives I hate that they they push on <clears throat> or they talk about with creationists or Christians is if you believe in a god of a gap. So what's the fun in just giving up on science? And it's like, no, not at all. I mean, the that the, the Wright brothers. Uh, made a plane that flies didn't stop us from looking into uh, the engine, how it flies, you know, looking at aerodynamics and improving things. It, right. You know, it's like, that's, that's silly, you know, it's, well, um, you can't, it's like a saying adaptation can create a new species. It can't no, no creature that adapts changes their species. You know, like I, I'm, I'm a human and I may, adapt in the sense that my pigmentation so you're saying there's no hope <laughs> like imagine an evolutionist you know like somebody loses their religion Dude. you know and they they lose god you know they're upset in in college because they and they're they're like oh i'm so upset i thought my life had meaning and purpose and now i found i'm an ape but let's say an evolutionist 
finds out that Darwinism is just total bunk. And he's like, oh, no, I used to think I was just a monkey. Now I know I'm not a monkey. You know, <laughs> it's like, oh, I'm so sad. <coughs> well, I, um, you know, that I, lo- I want to be a superhero. So I would love to believe that I could evolve superpowers. Or that my child could be born with superpowers, but it's it's it just doesn't make scientific sense. You could be in the mutant class. I could. I would love to. I'd love to. Christmas Day is the day evolutionists all over the world celebrate the day Jesus evolved. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! But then, just three days later, he committed the spectacular evolutionary advance feat of raising from the dead. Oh, these aren't very good evolutionary that was... jokes. Yeah, that was fast evolution. I love evolution jokes. They can be very funny. You know, it's just so stupid in itself. Evolution is a joke. I just think it's funny. I I don't find evolution, honestly, I don't find evolution dangerous, per se. It has only become dangerous because it is being treated like a religious a religious order, and we are being having it forced upon us. By the government. If if it wasn't for that, it I really think, it's not like it's dangerous because it really doesn't make any sense even scientifically. I, I do I do think it's dangerous because what we have like today. Did you hear this? I, I don't know if you read a story about a guy in Washington D.C. emasculating himself with a knife. Um, I did not. Now he had to go to the hospital and have it. Com- uh, finished up for him but stuff like that is becoming normal and it's it's we live i mean identity is really a huge issue and i think it goes at the attack of evolution i believe is at the heart of yes of what it means to be created in god's image and to have a relationship with god i think that's what ultimately that i think it's a satanic attack i I agree with that i do agree with that but i i think yeah i mean i think it's more than um, you know, because I, I do think it's more, and it's having an impact because, like we said earlier, you you got naturalism. Right. Uh, if you're going to accept that, the only road, the only pathway is nihilism. That's the only path, pathway you have that makes any sense. And even nihilism is 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 inconsistent, an inconsistent worldview because you have like nihilistic art where they paint a structure. And they say, well, this is meaningless. It's like, no, it has structure. Right. And it's a painting, so it has some purpose. It just has a stupid purpose. You know, so... But it can't be truly nihilistic if it has a purpose. Exactly. (laughs) Just like you can't truly be anarchist if you believe that there's any kind of governmental system that, like, sense of morality. You can't be a complete anarchist if you believe in any kind of morality. You can't even have a little bit and be a complete anarchist because anarchy believes in nothing. No morals or governmental structure whatsoever that everybody just does whatever they want but i I guess my thing is that i think that yes i agree with you because you know teaching kids that they don't matter and that there's no purpose and that there's no purpose for their identity is going to cause them to struggle with their identity but if you're going from a scientific standpoint you can't believe that gender is fluid because from scientific standpoint it doesn't make sense so even from an evolutionary standpoint you can't you can't emasculate yourself because you think you're a woman or because you're philosophically uh, believe in toxic masculinity and you've bought into that lie. You, you can't that you can't really get that out of Darwinism per se. I think that there is another well, philosophy in the world that right. is that is 
that dangerous. That is another type of religion, if you would. It's a political ideology. Um, now, where, what I meant by that is is once you once you once you're attacking that uh, being created in the image of God. Not that you have to be right, an evolutionist to emasculate, but what I'm saying is. Saying. When, when you are when you are basically saying that uh, we have as much dignity as a rock or a slug, right? I mean, right. essentially, that's that's really what we have. Um, once you get to that point, um, what what kind of what kind of meaning and purpose is there really, other than like Bill Nye says, to to study? What's your meaning and purpose to study science and to advance science and to improve the world and to improve so drinking water that, around the so world? So that makes creates a hierarchy. So people who are predisposed to study science are better than those that don't. And that aren't yeah. we exist to create things for them. Well, or, interestingly, you know, that's, uh, that's, scientists again, back in the day, in the early like 20th century especially, they uh, were very racist. Oh, Even in textbooks, it, yeah. it taught that you know black people were not as evolved, that the, the, the white Caucasians were the most evolved individuals. Well, I mean, obviously, then, you can get that from Darwinism to some degree. Well, that's where it came from. That's yeah. exactly where it came from. Even in Darwinian textbooks, that's what they were reading back in the early 1900s. Yeah. I, um, I can see how they would come to that conclusion, you know? Yeah. Because, and, and again, I'm not going to make any statements that can be used. To, you know what I'm saying? But I can see where they would come up with that. And they and you could yeah. say, and that was taken to an extreme for, with the Nazis. And that the, yeah, exactly. you know, the Aryan race are the perfect evolutionary form and they were created by God to be perfect and everybody else is inferior to them. So therefore, they're not as important. So therefore, you can deal with them however you'd like. And that, well, it's the know, Nazis and uh, Nietzsche uh, and his atheism being yeah. consistent with that is survival of the fittest and will to power uh, were essentially recruiting slogans for uh, the Nazis. Oh, absolutely. You know? Absolutely. And that's, and that's what you'll see. That's what you see. But that's that's the end results of a lot of this, which is why to some level it can become very dangerous because you want to talk about, you know, oh, the far right is fascism. Well, I would have to say the far left is more fascist. The far left yeah. it can become very, very, very dangerous because if you let's go with a modern my favorite analogy on this, Thanos would be considered far left. Thanos is not a fascist. Thanos believed that the universe needed to be balanced and that the that the that he wanted to destroy one half of all life because the universe was finite and its resources were finite and and life was evolving too quickly and moving too fast and the resources couldn't keep up with it, so you destroy it. Well, that's a far-left ideology. Yeah. That is not a far-right. That's a far-left ideology. So if you take that any of these to their extremes... You know, that's why they become so dangerous, because when you it's the same thing. If Darwinism is survival of the fittest and, for instance, the Earth's resources are finite, well, we need to get rid of we need to get rid of some people or we need to stop growing. We need to stop having kids. And well, you know what I'm saying? Ultimately, and so, right. I mean, that'll lead ultimately, ultimately that you, leads to genocide because if you have social. Right. If you have social Darwinism set up or even if you just take naturally what. What evolution teaches, what's wrong with a bag of uh, bacteria poking holes in other bags of bacteria? Right. What I mean, it, it, what's, what's the problem with that? But, you know, it's interesting because what you, what you see when you look at what uh, they talk about religion and how bad religion is. And if you look over the past 500 to 1,000 years, um, you know, the Inquisition killed around 2,000. 
Uh, they focus on that, and then they look at uh, Salem Witch Trials, which was like 19 people. Yes. Then they go back to the Crusades, which I would say is a just war. But it was anyway, a just but war. some of them, some people got killed there. But when you look at it, atheists, they try to argue this, but they're doing it right now in the 20th century. Currently, there's still killings going on. Oh yeah. You know, we won't even have to go back to uh, Stalin or Lenin or Mao or Pol Pot. We can we can say right now there's killings going on from atheist regimes. Oh, absolutely. And if you don't, and if you don't think communist communism, if you want to say that no, that's a political or that's a uh, they kill that's a economic system. No, no, read they the communist it. manifesto. Yeah. Again, far left is it always ends up in some form of genocide. You can justify murder because what if again if we have to, for instance, oh well, scientists say that um, humanity is causing global warming by breathing. Okay, well, then we have to kill one half of all of humanity. Well, who, gets, who, who gets to survive? The people that believe their, their scientific ideology. Right. The first people they'll kill are Christians and, and religious people because we don't matter as much because we don't buy into their, their religious, their you know, scientific theologies. So, also, oh, we're not, or, you know, look at um, movies like uh, Deep Impact, if that happens, where the where Deep Impact, where the meteors coming and they can only save a certain amount of people. Who are they going to save? Scientists, right. political leaders. You if know what I'm saying? Atheists take over. Will you delete this podcast, please? <laughs> I'm sure they will. I'm sure they will. But uh, again, you know, I'm, no, I'm just saying, saying delete it so they can't find us. And I'm, I'm find saying out what that really throughout all of history left-leaning ideology creates more violence, war, and depravity than right side. Right. We just like to say, you know, you like to call Hitler a, you know, well, Hitler was a fascist and that's right. You know, he was an extreme right. And to some level, he was an extreme right. But the reality of it is, is that extreme left causes just as much or more damage. And I think you're going to see what, what I find dangerous, and you see this in movies and you see this in TV and Thanos being one of them. One of those examples is that you see this ideology that will justify extremely killing a lot of people in the name of scientific whatever. Like, oh, we got to save the planet. So humanity, see, this is where Christianity will, will disagree. Christianity says that the universe was created for us and we were created out of love for God and God loves us. And we were created to be as children. So the universe was created for us where they say that we don't have any point and that we were in essence created to serve the universe. So if killing us helps the earth, for instance, then what does it, then we should kill, then they should kill us. And that's what the extreme left says. You know, right. where you see that environmental and extreme environmentalism, not saying all environmentalists, but extreme environmentalism says that humanity should just die, that we're a plague. And you see that in a lot of movies and television and sci-fi, that humanity is a plague and we should just die. And if we die, then the world and everything else will just be perfect and better. But yeah, there, there was a, a, a comedian who commented on that. <laughs> what is that uh, dog adoption um, uh, commercial? Uh, Sure, but I, I know what you're And there's talking like this about, this emotional song. I forgot the yeah, lady. I know what you're talking about. <laughs> he was like, man, even the dogs were like, come on, isn't that a little heavy handed <laughs> that song? Aren't, aren't there still like starving kids in Africa? Come on, we're we're just we're just dogs. I mean, <coughs> well, again, if you're not, this is where the extreme left comes in. An extreme left scientific ideology that mankind is just an animal. 
Yeah. So if I if we are just an animal, then we have no more right to be here than any other animal. So therefore, what does it matter if we die out? Because, as a matter of fact, we're detrimental to the other to other organisms and to our planet and whatnot. So here's the problem: again, the planet will planet will correct itself. So if they are correct, we will eventually die out, and the planet will correct itself. We will not destroy this planet. We will. We may kill ourselves. If they are correct, we may kill ourselves, but this planet will self-correct, and it will, and it will once again thrive. It may take and again a their their worldview, their theology, or their their worldview has already removed the rug from out from under them. Right. They, you know, if we're just brain fizz, why do you even trust your own brain? You know, why why are you telling me what I ought to do? There's nothing transcendent here. Yeah. Um. So it, it's just it's it's really silly, but. Well, I think that was a good episode. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, we're going to kind of stop it there. Um, well, just again, I want to reaffirm, we don't believe that all science is a religion. Nor do we not believe in science. Nor do we not believe in scientists. Nor do we believe that all left-leaning people are trying to kill everybody. <laughs> but there are, you know, there are dangers in any kind of philosophy or religious ideology when taken to extremes that are not correct. You know, people talk about Christianity as an extreme, but when you take Christianity to its extreme, it believes that we should love everybody. That is the extreme of Christianity. Whether people who don't actually practice Christianity say do things in the name of Christianity, that's something completely different. So, again, we, we do believe in science. Uh, we believe in the study of science in itself, and I even love science. I just simply do not accept science when it becomes a religion. And that's what we're talking about here, how science can become a religion. And when it has become a religion, it, it is a problem because it's not a very good one. Yeah, way to go, Darwin. <laughs> anyway, if you'd like to reach us, you can catch us at thechristiansages.com or you can reach us on our email at uh, thechristiansages at gmail.com. Have a wonderful night, and we love you guys, and God bless.